Welcome to the Transcend Human Podcast. My name is Daryl McMullen, and this is a show where we discuss how we can rise above the human condition. We address topics that we all wrestle with because we're all human. And together we look for more positive ways to respond to the world around us. Thank you for joining us on the journey. We hope today's topic is exactly what you need for the week ahead. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. It is a great Monday morning here in Southern California, although not as sunny as we would typically like it. Um, for those of you who have been here before, you know that there's this thing called May Gray, uh, which turns right into June gloom. Uh, but, you know, coming from the Midwest, we're very used to that. Um, we had this period of time uh, that we referred to as the permacloud, uh, three, four months at some points, you know, where it was overcast and drizzly and it just wasn't sunny. Um, and we experienced a little bit of that here in Southern California in May and June. So that's already starting, even though it's only April 26th, 2021. But wherever you're at around the country or around the world, I hope when you look out your door, um, regardless of what the weather is like, that you are having an amazing Monday morning uh, and that you are positive and you are looking forward to the week ahead. All right, uh, let's jump into the minute of transparency. Uh, this week, we're going to call it, It's Not Looking Good for Wiley Coyote. So a few weeks ago, uh, I was out running and I basically came face to face with a coyote. It was very early in the morning, so there were no people, no cars, just me and this coyote standing in the middle of the road uh, with sun coming up in the background. And my first thought was, oh, not an issue. I mean, I'm much bigger than this guy, right? So I stopped and I decided to wait until I could figure out which route to take that would go around him. But as I stopped, he began to move and there was something obviously wrong. Instead of the typical dog-like movements and the bounce that they have in their step, uh, he was hopping in a weird way. Uh, so basically only using three of his legs, right? One of his front legs. And I immediately understood the situation. Maybe he was hit by a car. Maybe he landed awkwardly on it after a jump. But whatever the case, he was now in hot water. You know, it's one thing for a human to break a leg or sprain an ankle. You simply go to the doctor and get it fixed or stay off it for a while until it heals. But animals don't have that luxury. I mean, when you have to run and jump and zig and zag in order to catch your food, it's a much larger issue. As the coyote limped away down the middle of the street, I couldn't help but feel sad and hopeless. I mean, it was probably curtains for the coyote. Unless someone called animal control and they decided to come and rehabilitate it somehow. Um, but I really doubt that that was going to happen. So I kept running uh, and I made a mental note to use this as a story in a future episode of the podcast. As this was the perfect one, uh, because we are going to talk about struggles, I decided to pull it out and use it. Like I said, we're going to talk about struggles and the fact that we all have them. Today's topic is transcending the struggle. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about the struggle is real, tunnel vision, and transcending the tunnel. 
Number one, the struggle is real. I'm sure we've all heard that phrase, right? The struggle is real. Um, But do you know where it came from? According to knowyourmeme.com, there really is no known origin. However, it's likely that a few people started using it, and then because of the internet and social media, um, the use was perpetuated to the point where it became a fad, as with most things these days. On September 27th, 2011, there was a hip-hop group called DTMD that released an album called Mekandalas, uh, which featured a tra- track titled The Struggle Is Real. Then on October 11th, the Urban Dictionary uh, had a user um, who submitted an entry for The Struggle Is Real shortly after that, and defined it as an ironic saying often used in place of saying first world problems. Sounds about right, doesn't it? The struggle is real typically refers to the small problems that we view as big problems, even though if we were honest with ourselves, we would admit that they are pretty small. I did a quick Google search for the phrase first world problems uh, just to see what came up. And these were the first that came up. My house is too small for my Wi-Fi signal. I have three monitors attached to my laptop and I can't find my cursor. Someone on the internet disagrees with me. My remote stopped working, so I had to open my car with my keys. My bed is too big. My phone cord doesn't reach all the way to me. Everyone in the picture was tagged except for the attractive person I'm trying to stalk. I downloaded a song illegally, and it didn't come with album art. I ordered pizza. Now I have to put my pants on. I threw that one in just because of COVID. And finally, I want to make a first world problems meme, but I have no problems. We laugh, but at the same time, it's only a meme if there's some truth to it, right? And we can all see ourselves in these memes because we've been there far too often. Those of us who live in the West, who have lived in this capitalistic society where it's all about things and comfort and um, and making money, um, far too often, this is our struggle. However, these aren't really the struggles that I want to talk about in this episode. Because struggles are real, and they aren't always small things like we just talked about. For the purpose of this episode, I would say that there are at least five or six categories of struggles. So let me just throw out a few. One, first world problems. So these are the struggle is real kind of problems that we just touched on. Number two, common struggles, things that are bad and do happen to a lot of us and are difficult because they impact your life and productivity. Things like your car breaking down, uh, pipes leaking in your house, finding out that you have termites, things like that. Number three, relational struggles. So these are problems with other people. Some that mean very little, like arguing with a neighbor over what side of the property line a tree is on. Or serious relational problems in a marriage to the point where divorce is being discussed. Number four, spiritual struggles. So dealing with your spiritual or religious beliefs, guilt, fear, anxiety, embarrassment over past behavior. Number five, significant struggles. 
maybe long-term illnesses, coronavirus fallout, like kids missing out on necessary instruction or people losing jobs or businesses. And finally, number six, I would suggest life and death struggles. So living in a third world country where social justice is lacking, getting cancer, having a mental health issue that impacts basic functioning, things like that. And again, these are just off the top of my head. I'm sure if you Googled it and did enough research, you could find a very succinct list of the kinds of struggles that we face. You know, I'm sure you could add to this list or maybe you could combine, you know, certain ones into bigger clumps, bigger buckets, whatever. I I just threw out the list because those are six areas that I see us struggle in. And the point behind it um, is just to show that the struggle is a continuum, right? The fact that we all have struggles and that there are many different types of struggles and that there are many different levels of severity when it comes to our struggles. Uh, this concept was reinforced on one of my runs this week. Uh, I was listening to Jenny Allen on the Made for This podcast. The episode was called The Underground Church in the Middle East. Uh, in the episode, Jenny interviews a pastor whose name was changed to protect him, and his voice was altered a bit, you know, for the same reason. And they discussed how fast the Christian church is growing in Muslim countries, even though the threat of persecution and death is around every corner. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes to the episode in case you're interested in hearing the entire thing. It's a it's a very interesting episode, especially, you know, based on the conversation we're having today. Uh, not only does it put what we consider struggles into perspective, um, but it's also a scathing rebuke of the church in the United States, um, you know, living in this capitalistic uh, society and, and how our trends, our, our church trends have moved away from walking truly in faith and, and becoming a much different thing um, today. Uh, but if you listen to that episode, um, she also talks about there being a full-length uh, interview on a platform called Right Now Media. So if for some reason you have access to Right Now Media, um, you might be able to get in touch with that and watch that. Uh, but she also references a documentary available on YouTube called Sheep Among Wolves. Uh, it's a documentary put out by FAI Studios. Um, and I watched that the other day as well. And it's just a very interesting take on what is happening in the Middle East right now um, in very hardline Muslim countries where Christianity is just taking root and growing like crazy. Uh, so I'll put a, a link in the show notes for you on that as well. Uh, it's called Sheep Among Wolves, and it's actually volume two, uh, the one that I watched. Number two, tunnel vision. So now that we've talked about many struggles existing and the fact that they're a continuum of struggles and that there's a, a variety of different levels uh, of severity in struggles, uh, the next logical question is, where do they come from? And I guess that depends on your worldview. So if you are Hindu, you may look at struggles as driven by karma um, you basically live your life doing bad things. At some point, bad things are going to come back to you. Or if you lean more toward the scientific explanation, uh, maybe you vibe with Murphy's Law that says anything that can go wrong will go wrong. It's a very rational, reality-based view of things that if you have optional outcomes, different eventualities, 
and some of them are bad, then at some point, just based on statistics, a bad thing must happen. Or if you're a Christian like me, um, you probably have this explanation. So God created a perfect world and placed perfect beings on it. There was no pain, no suffering, and no struggles. But the sin virus was found in one of God's angels who rebelled and convinced other angels to join him. So the angel and his followers were banished from heaven and sent to this new perfect world that had been created. The angel convinced the humans living on the planet to join him in the rebellion as well. And when we accepted, the sin virus was released into our perfect world, changing it forever. Now the perfect world was no longer perfect, and along with this new reality came struggles, and eventually death. But it isn't over. This isn't the end, even though it feels hopeless at times. The truth is this. The sin virus may be running rampant on our planet, causing all sorts of pain, suffering, and struggles. But there is a cure. There is an antidote to the sin virus. A fix that God engineered so that we can be restored to the pre-sin version of ourselves and once again live in the perfect world he made for us. Now, we've been over this multiple times on the podcast, right? It's one of the fundamental teachings of Transcend Human. It's a core element in controversy theory. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes to controversy theory, um, a series that we did last year, if anyone's interested in that. Um, And it will be one of the main elements in conscience-driven therapy, once I get that written. And finally, struggles and the sin virus and the whole concept of that is core to the human condition that we each find ourselves part of. We simply refer to it as the controversy. It's the battle that exists between God and Satan for the allegiance of every human being, past, present, and future. And it is within this controversy, this battle, that we experience struggles. So on the one side of the battlefield, you have God, right? He created us. He loves us. He wants nothing but the best for us. He provided a way for us to make it home. He provides a level of safety so that Satan can't just do whatever his heart desires. But at the same time, he also gives us freedom of choice so that we can decide what we want to do return to the perfect world he created for us, or continue to check out what Satan has to offer. Then, on the other side of the battlefield, is Satan. He is angry at God for removing him from heaven. He hates God, and therefore he hates us, because we're God's kids. He wants nothing more than to wipe all of us off the face of this planet. So, whatever leeway God provides him, he takes it and uses it against us. Everything from first world problems to life and death struggles, he'll use them all to his advantage. The more of us he can take with him, the sweeter the revenge against God. But unfortunately, this is not the story most people tell, right? This isn't really the explanation people give for their pain, their suffering, and the struggles they face. Even Christians who've heard this story before. And why is this? It's because our tendency is to live in a tunnel, and we've developed tunnel vision. Now, we don't really need to define tunnel vision because it's one of those concepts that we all understand, right? The definition is right in the words themselves. But for the fun of it, Wikipedia explains it like this. 
Tunnel vision is a loss of peripheral vision with retention of central vision, resulting in a constricted circular tunnel-like field of vision. So in a tunnel, you're unable to see anything but what's right in front of you. And this is the perfect description for the way many of us view our struggles or the way we view life because of our struggles. We become hyper-focused on them and make them out to be the biggest thing at the expense of everything else. It's like we're driving in a tunnel and our struggle makes up the walls of the tunnel. So they are all we see while we are driving through the tunnel. Then there is the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel, which might be different things to different people, right? For an optimist, it might be a positive thing, a belief that things will get better. For a pessimist or people who have really been beaten down by their struggles, uh, it's more likely a negative thing, a belief that things will never get better. But regardless, the problem isn't the light at the end of the tunnel. It's the fact that you're in the tunnel to begin with. It's living with our struggles at the forefront and the inability to look up and see our surroundings. The inability to pick our heads up and see the bigger picture. You know, I find it interesting that I'm using the phrase, pick your head up figuratively. And yet in this day and age, with our constant use of devices, we may need to actually physically pick our heads up as they are in a downward position most of the time. Number three, transcending the tunnel. So another piece that I didn't really touch on is that tunnel vision isn't just us behaving badly or us failing to do something better. Tunnel vision is actually a tool that Satan uses to keep us distracted. He absolutely loves it when he can get us to put our heads down and focus on things that are bad or negative. And even better than that are the things that we have no control over, right? Things that we focus on that we can't even change if we tried. He knows it takes us out of the game for sure. It's kind of like a dog chasing its own tail or a honeybee buzzing against a window, thinking that it can get to the flower right on the other side. If he can keep us trapped in the tunnel, then he can keep us from seeing the truth about the controversy. He can keep us from asking bigger questions. He can keep us stuck. So what can we do? How can we transcend tunnel vision? Well, here is a tunnel busting process uh, that I think might be helpful. Step one understand the origin of your struggles. So understand that pain, suffering, and struggles are all part of the human condition. They exist because of this virus, and each of us experiences them without fail. And they continue to exist because Satan is actively working to increase pain, suffering, and struggles. Step two, understand tunnel vision. Understand that we have a tendency to hyper-focus on our problems and understand that this is exactly what Satan wants. Tunnel vision is a weapon being used against us. Step three, understand the big picture. Understand that there is a controversy, a battle going on for each of us. God wants to save us from ourselves and return us to a perfect world. Satan, on the other hand, wants revenge and we're the target. Step four, refocus and reframe. 
So refocus by beginning to view your struggles through the lens or the filter of the controversy. They will make much more sense this way. A struggle that seems super random may not be so random after all. As you refocus, you will start to respond to your struggles differently. You will begin to reframe them and reframe the way that you experience the struggles, and it will be easier to find positive ways of working through them. Finally, step five, be the change. As you begin to see things in this new light, uh, you will become an agent of change. People will see how you handle your struggles, and they will ask, how are you able to do that? Why are you so positive? Why are you like dealing with that the way you're dealing with it? Not only can you model this transcendent behavior to those around you, but you can also come alongside others and help them out of their tunnel. So let's land the plane. Uh, I'm just going to leave it there this week. Uh, I think I had a couple other concepts that I wanted to walk through, but uh, we'll leave it here for now. Um, one of the concepts was uh, to really drive home the concept of how dark and insidious um, Satan is and how badly he wants to destroy us. Um, the other thing I had on my list was um, touching on the way mental health disorders like anxiety and depression are actual tunnels that we find ourselves stuck in. And I thought about introducing Bible verses like Ephesians 6.12, uh, which says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Um, you know, there are many verses in the Bible <clears throat> like this that describe the struggles we have and how they are not just simple things that we accidentally run into, that that we are living in a dark world where there is an evil force that wants nothing more than to take us out of the game. But I think you get it. I think you understand the high-level overview of struggles, tunnel vision, and how Satan wants to keep us there. Uh, I do want to uh, do an entire mental health series at some point in the near future. Uh, I've already kind of thought through the content for episodes like Transcending Anger, Transcending Depression, Transcending Anxiety. But we'll get there when we get there. Um, also, that reminds me, if you jump on the uh, Transcend Human podcast on a regular basis, hoping that it will address something specific, but you're not finding it, just let me know. I would love to start adding episodes on topics submitted by you, the listener. So if you have an idea or if you have a question, simply email us at info at transcendhuman.com with your questions and your topics, and we will add them into the mix. Finally, this week, ask yourself the following questions. First, what are my struggles right now? And what categories do they fall into? I mean, if they're all first world problems, pat yourself on the back. Things must be going pretty well for you but also understand that other struggles are probably on the way. Number two, do I have tunnel vision? Do I get stuck staring at my struggles? Do I forget that I'm part of something much bigger than myself? Number three, do I have a game plan? Do I know how to get out of my tunnel? And what can I do this week to do some tunnel busting? And finally, number four, 
if you've busted out of your tunnel, um, have you helped somebody else bust out of theirs? This is when you know you've made it to a truly different level. You've transcended your struggles. When you're able to work on yours and then also turn and help others work on theirs. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, My prayer for you this week is that you will be able to carve out some time uh, to put some of these things into practice, that you'll be able to identify the tunnel that you're stuck in and start to refocus and reframe and move forward. Until next time, everyone, have a great week. Uh, Keep busting those tunnels and keep transcending human. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the Transcend Human podcast. For more information, you can go to transcendhuman.com, where you'll find additional content as well as ways to contact us and links to our social media channels. Thanks again for subscribing to the show, and we'll see you again real soon.